Alright. Um, let's start. Right. Now. Alright, so this is the first episode of None of This Really Matters. And, um, I'm fucking excited because this is gonna be the one. This is gonna be the... This is gonna be the one. I'm so excited to actually record this and fucking talk for an hour. Or more. And, um... I don't know. I don't even... Uh, I guess I can start off with... Uh, fuck. God damn it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Why did you do that? I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> we're all good. That's the way we're going to start off. That's how it's going to be. You already know. You already know me. Go ahead, though. All right, Go we're ahead. good. Yeah, we're so good. So, here, this is the first fucking episode. All right. Backstory. We've already recorded five episodes. Yeah, this, this is the fifth. This is the fifth one we're recording, but this is going to be the first one we're going to put out. I'm here with my brother-in-law. Yo. And my sister. Yo. That doesn't have a mic, but she's definitely in the room. And, and uh, part of the show. And what did I say on the first episode we recorded? How do I intro- introduce everything? This is None of This Really Matters? This is the show about nothing? Don't say it. Well, it's a show about something. It's I about would me. say, yeah, this it's about you, your interests. Is make a podcast of me talking about what I'm interested in, and um, I'm already feeling this fucking coffee. This is crazy. I don't talk it on the mic, but uh, what should I talk about? I'm gonna talk about movies that I watched this past week. And where's my phone at? Because I've been keeping a list of movies. I told you guys this, but I'm keeping a list of movies I'm watching all year. From January 1st to fucking December 31st. I'm I'm keeping a list. Every time I watch a movie from uh, start to finish, I'm putting it in my notes to keep a list. And I've watched... 42 movies since January 1st and this past week I've watched first of all Justice League Zack Snyder's Justice League which is fucking wow what a fucking redemption never right? never seen a movie where I said you went back and retroactively made me like a movie like, I hated the Justice League before and now I'm like oh Okay. Like, how do you redo a movie and it's your masterpiece? You know what I mean? He redid that movie to the point where I'm like, you better put out number two. And the whole... Uh, <laughs> I'm not even joking. You better put out number two. The whole... Um, I forgot the... What was the aspect ratio? Four to three? Yeah, four to three. And, and I really thought that was going to annoy me. I thought that day. was going to fuck everything up. I thought it was going to be black and white. Uh, the way he was uh, showing he, the preview, he was promoting it, it all in black and white. I was like, this, he's about to make a super. Oh, he even did that intelligently to where you see the colors. It is more cold than the Justice Yes, the, the, the Aquaman scene, the yeah. opening Aquaman scene is my favorite shit I've ever seen in any superhero movie. Or the one where he's he comes in, like the scene where he enters in underneath Gotham Bay. After uh, Steppenwolf throws or lets the missile go, yeah, yeah, just sitting there inside of the the water that's coming inside, mm-hmm. I was like, that was a ten times better entrance than when he first came yeah. in. It was like you kept the same. It's like he kept all of the stuff 
all the original shots from the movie, but just added that extra. He just shot made them so made much it. better. Like it's, it's. I don't I'm understand speechless. what ha- uh, dude who did uh Josh Whedon, Josh Whedon. was the one who did that. And fucking Warner Brothers was like. We'll get the guy who did Avengers and make him do Justice League. And like it would really fucking work. Was gonna, they thought that was going to turn out well. I was like, first of all, he was only there because of a falling out with Disney. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he gives a shit about the content that's inside. Yeah, he was just like, fuck it. Yeah, I'm getting paid by Warner Brothers. Because like, Zack Snyder, like you see at the end of Justice League, it says for... For uh, Autumn. For Autumn, because of his daughter. daughter. Rest in peace. And I was like, oh, when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. It fucked me up. Because I was like, that's why we're getting Zack Snyder cut. is because yes, he had to stop. He was like, I can't fucking make it. And so they were like, he all right. He stopped in post-production. So all of the shots we saw, those were his it shots. It was just edited. from the first movie. Mm-hmm. It was just edited It was terribly. edited terribly. They picked every single worst cut from everybody's <laughs> reel and put it together. Because Cyborg, I hate hated Cyborg in the first one. I said, this is the wackest Cyborg. They rushed every storyline. And then this, they fleshed, like, thank you. They fleshed out the characters. You gave us, in one movie, what we got out of 10 years Mm -hmm. in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You gave us their backstories. Yeah. You know, like, because... Justice League set up the Aquaman movie. Yeah, so yeah. when you watch Justice League and then you watch Aquaman, you're um, like, yeah, like that's this right. Big, it, mm-hmm. It's like this big gap of like, well, how are you talking to Mirror all of a sudden? Like, why are y'all cool all of a sudden? Yeah. You watch the Snyder Cut and you're like, oh, there was um, a whole interaction yeah, yeah. before the Aquaman movie, even with uh, Bilko or whatever the heck his name was. William his Defoe? Older, yeah, William Defoe. And, uh, I don't know his name in the movie. Yeah. I just know Willem Dafoe. His name was like Belko or something. I can't remember. Or even the accuracy of the fact that when there's water around, they can't talk to each other. Mm-hmm. That So they create that bubble. They create the bubble so air can track because that's how you speak. But when they were speaking, communicating, they were using like echo uh, uh, echolocation to speak to each mm-hmm. other. I was like, I was like that's fucking things, genius. Little things like that made the movie... He made every character, and then I tell people as a comic book nerd, I was like, what is your source material? Because if you go watch Marvel, any comic book fan, you can tell the source material. Like, Civil War was a whole story arc, but they shoved it into one I movie. I think Winter Soldier and Civil War are the best. They, and those my were favorite all Marvel their movies. own, they were like their own story arcs in their own right. And they combined a lot of, like, different story arcs to I, make... I always tell people like when someone tells me oh I haven't seen any of the Marvel movies I always say watch Black Panther or Infinity War or Civil War cause Civil War Civil alone War. like cause I saw Civil War I saw all of them in theaters but when I saw Civil War and the whole Tony Stark reacting to he finds out who killed his or he finds out that his parents were killed by by your, Winter Soldier by your partner's best friend and you're like and and to, is that a spoiler? Fuck it. They came. Yeah, it's, it's too late. Now. <laughs> there's certain. There's a time limit. Okay. Because by the way, on it's this podcast, on this podcast, I'm talking about movies. Yeah, we spoiler alert. So man. spoiler but, alert from yeah. the fucking get go. So, but Tony Stark finds out Winter Soldier killed his parents, and he's like, 
You just see the emotion, and then they fucking go, like, Captain America versus Iron Man, like, fucking go toe-to-toe. And that's, like, one of the best, of like, acting in a fucking Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. But even though I think the best uh, acting in a Marvel movie is Michael B. Jordan, I think. In a Marvel movie? Yeah. Or? No. What do you think? Best acting? Like, acting. Yeah. No, 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 no. I take it back. Tony Stark, Endgame, yeah. Endgame. I was about to say, I was like, the first thing I can think of is Robert Downey Jr. dying. And I instantly got sad. That's what I was like. Yeah, yeah. I was like. If that wasn't a superhero movie, that'd be in the Oscars. You know how he, you know he's the best actor? He was the linchpin of the entire MCU. Of the whole fucking thing. He was thing. in other people's His movies. presence was in every... Yeah, yeah. He was in... They talked about... I'm not Stark. I'm not... You can't By the see. way, Far From Home cried. Cried. When they talk about Tony Stark. Or when uh, Spider-Man is uh, making his own suit. And you see fucking and Happy. Happy looks at him. And you're I'm like, fuck. That shit hit me right here. He's uh, like, nothing. He's like, what? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and it was everything. And again, that is a big part of the comic book storyline that Peter Parker and Tony Stark are very good friends. Uh, yes. Because they're super, he's a super smart kid. Mm-hmm. So the whole mentor thing was something that I think they made up for MCU and it worked out wonderfully. Mm-hmm. It was like, this is the guy who's taking over the mantle. Like, they set it up because that's what everyone was thinking Mm -hmm. after Endgame. They were like, what the fuck now? Mm -hmm. Like, it's over. But then Far From Home came out right after Endgame. And let's give Disney their credit also because the two TV shows that they put out WandaVision and amazing. I haven't watched Falcon and Winter Soldier yet. It's another buildup, but it starts out action. It's okay. not like WandaVision. It WandaVision is like, great. It's perfect. If you it's... love TV like I do, mm-hmm. like every episode, I was like, you have to know, like, I love Lucy, uh, this, uh, the Brady Bunch. Uh, what was the other one with the Seavers? Dick Tracy? No. Not Dick Tracy. Leave it, not Leave It to Beaver. I know what you're talking about. The guy who played Dick Tracy. Not Full House. All in the Family? Something like that. Those 80s family sitcoms. Dick Van Dyke. Not, they, she did that. Too. They did she, Dick Van Dyke. They did Dick Van Dyke. It was like... And they did Seinfeld. made the infograph where they showed every mm. single TV show. Oh, yeah. They put it like the side-by-side. Side. Yeah. Because I know they did They did do Full House. They did Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. They did... I can't think of it. I wasn't... I'm not a... Oh, they did Modern Family. Yeah. You're a movie guy, not a TV guy. Yeah, I don't watch TV. I don't, I don't even watch series. That's generational. I don't even watch series like Queen. I barely got through Queen's Gambit. Let's just say that. Oh, I don't. I don't watch. You don't like British. I watch stuff when like in passing when she's watching it. Amanda's watching. You're wild for not liking British stuff, dude. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Don't even. What about like like what about Christopher Nolan? The minute I found out he was British, you're like fuck that dude. I said fuck, man. (laughs) I was legitimately upset. I was like, man, fuck. You know the only British people I like are the black ones. Daniel Kaluuya? In my book. Black and British? Everybody who's black and British, I fuck with them. Daniel Kaluuya is the only one I could think of. Uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Idris Elba? Lupita Lupita Nyong'o is not... She's British? I'm pretty sure... A lot of those people are African 
immigrants to England. Oh, okay. So a lot of them are British in the fact that like your nationality, but your ethnicity is usually like African or something. Okay, kind okay. Of West, um, West Indian or I get something. It. I think Luke is from either Canada or Britain. One of the two. Yeah, good. And Canadians good. get a slight pass in my book because you gave me super bad, so Seth Rogan alone saved Canada. And Jake Gyllenhaal. He's from there? Mm-hmm. Oh, He's... and Jim Carrey. And Drake. And Beaver. Yeah. Actually, I fuck with Canada. I want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Canada heavy. He was actually born in Mexico City. Lupita Nyong'o? Yeah, but she was raised in Kenya for Internet. That's fire. Because he's Mexican. Nationality-wise, yeah. Yeah, she's Mexican. Yeah, she attended uh, college in the States. Morehouse? Uh, Hampshire? Oh. College? Morehouse is male only. And Yale. R- really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, I know. That's why I let you know. Okay. My cousin graduated from Morehouse. That's sick. Fucking Spike Lee. Dr. Frank. That's what I'll call him. Dr. Frank. I love you, cousin. <laughs> but um, another movie I watched... This past week, or technically two weeks, because we haven't recorded in two weeks. Um, I watched The Fast and the Furious, the first one. Mm-hmm. And I watched it, and I was like, if I... If, I don't know how many times I watched it. <laughs> as a, if I were to calculate, I would like to know the number. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could have three statics, statistics of my life, and I could get them on paper, like a number... I'd like to see how many times I've seen, how many times I've seen uh, the Fast and the Furious, because, or Too Fast, Too Furious. I think I've seen Too. I've fa- seen Too Fast, Too <laughs> Furious more than I've seen Fast. And I've seen Too Fast, Too Furious, thousands of times, and I remember seeing the Fast and the Furious, and I was like, oh fuck, like it's like different. It's a different movie, because <laughs> I was like five or six watching these movies. You thought they were all one well, we movie? Have them on DVD too. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, I was like, if I could, if I had the, the opportunity to remake a movie, a Hollywood movie, I think I could successfully remake the Fast and the Furious. No, I don't think so. I think I could the do it. One? I think, There's yeah, one reason that you know the, why you the first one, Paul Walker. Yep. R.I.P. Yeah. Big That's R.I.P. That's it. That's all. That would be the hardest part of remaking Everybody it. Everybody would hate you. They're like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. But I think I could do it. Just aesthetically, I could do it. That's because you're from Phoenix. I could definitely do it. But instead of cars, it'd be trucks. I'm just kidding. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody got a Mexican flag. Everyone has a Silverado. Chihuahua, Durango. No. But I think I could do Fast and Furious. And uh, that's all I have to say about the Fast and the Furious. <laughs> Uh, I've also watched this movie called High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood. It's an old western. Oh yeah, yeah. Menda, you were you walked in oh, yeah. while I was watching it. That movie is fucked up. I hate that. I hate Clint Eastwood. I've always hated Clint Eastwood, but I watched that. I was that about m- to say, I was like, you like Clint Eastwood? No, I've always hated him. Not hated him. I always disliked him. As but an this, actor or as a person? As a person. Yeah, he's shitty, isn't he's he? A sh- he's, he's a fucking bitch. Y'all heard, yeah, they say, they say he's a real asshole. I didn't know if that was real Like, because, first of all, The Mule. Have you seen The Mule? That's the one where he's racist? That's all of his movies, dude. Oh. That's like, every movie. Really, is it? Yeah. I didn't know. That's I've, not, seen, 
I've only seen one Clint Eastwood movie, and it was the one Gran with Torino. the Mexican kid. Yeah, that's Gran Torino. And so he's racist in that one. The Mule. <laughs> That's like where the, what's it called? The stereotype came from for Clint Eastwood is that, oh, he's racist. He's a racist old dude. That's from Gran Torino. But um, the mule is where he's like 90 years old. He's 90 years old and he fucking uh, carry, he, uh, what do you call him? He's a trafficker. He's, uh, yeah, he fucking carries drugs like across the fucking border and shit. And he's this 90-year-old white dude. And in the movie, he has a three-way with these two hot-ass chicks. And he's 90 years old. But here's the craziest part. He fucking directed the movie. Oh, so he just wanted to get So he just did that shit. But by the way, he does that in every movie he directs. He's stars in it, and he has sex with this girl in it. So it's talking about High Plains Drifter. First 15 minutes of the movie, he fucking rapes this girl. Rapes this girl. Not has sex. Rapes this girl. And I'm like... I hate Clint Eastwood. And but 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 it's definitely a good western. No such thing. You're a fucking hater. <laughs> there are plenty of great westerns. Django. Plenty more. Like The Good, Bad and the Ugly. Young Guns. Young Guns 2. Two. Fuck number 1. Young Guns 2 is fire. Hateful Eight is fire. Hateful Eight all those movies that you say, I don't consider a Western. 310 to Yuma, Fire. Tombstone. Tombstone, Fire. Three hours of people staring at the camera. That's wait, all wait, wait. Westerns are. It's once, upon a, the, once Upon a Time in the West, Fire. All Sergio Leone. It's all in the thirds. Every pitch, every shot is either them in the center or the third. And they're like, by the, by the way, what, what I'll give High Plains Drifter, what I'll give High Plains Drifter is great cinematography. Because there's this part in the movie where he's at the bar, he's at the end of the bar at the saloon, and his hat is down. So his hat is covering the like the or the camera's behind his head and the brim of his hat on the side is covering the people's faces except for one person right here. But when he looks up, it flattens out and you can see the rest of the people at the bar. It looks fucking great. That sounds awesome. So I'll show you, I'll show you after this. But High Plains Drifter is a fucked up movie, and he just gets away with it. But in the movie, the girl's like, he fucking raped me. The whole town knows no one does anything. But that's just life. Yeah. So, and the movie came out in like 72, I think. Oh, yeah. So that's just like a whatever thing. No one gives a fuck. But good movie. I think women got the right to vote like 20 years before that. Which is wild. Which I'll say again, I've definitely told you this before. I don't think I said it on the podcast, but they allowed... They they started allowing black people in the Masters in 94. Yeah. 92 or 94. This is why black people make that joke. Like, it's a, it's a white people's tennis, golf, NASCAR. Things where it costs, well, I always say the first things first is if you can quit school to join that sport professionally, it's a white person's sport. So, tennis, here's F1. Venus in them. They were like, 14, 13 when they started playing. Mm-hmm. You hear no like 11. Yeah, you hear no stories of oh I grew up poor no. and I had to make it out the hood and they're playing fucking like wherever the <laughs> even fucking uh F1. Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton. He was it, rich. He wasn't I don't think he was rich in our standards, but I think in Brazil 
I think his family have like oh, money. Yeah. yeah. If you have money to like race stock, now don't get me wrong. You hear a lot of them say like, "Oh, my dad worked like two, three jobs. He sold this stuff," and that's still like, yeah. But there were definitely people around you whose parents probably couldn't even get a job. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm just saying, wherever you're from, you're probably privileged. Yeah. So let's just say that compared to America, no. But if you're an F1 racer, you had some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going up in Germany and you're doing yeah, F1. Come on, dude. Like, and you've been seen since you were nine years old. Your mm-hmm. parents. That, and I'm Because they have those little kid racing, like go karts. Yes. And those things get expensive. I've had. We had friends in the military. They would put their kids in like motocross and shit. And mm-hmm. they're spending thousands of dollars. Keeping these cars up, mm-hmm. it's like it, like you, maintenance and that's fucking. why you need sponsors just for the gas. It's like it's not regular gas. You have mm-hmm. to like get that from somewhere special. Mm-hmm. It's like for the fucking vehicle. For the, for the vehicle. So even that's why NASCAR is such a. I don't understand fucking NASCAR. It's, it's fucking it's, boring. It's like over. Let's get over it already. Oh, I don't see so how it's a thing. It's like yes, it does take skill to go two hundred miles per hour. But how much skill does it take to go 200 miles per hour and make a left and right turn, not just the left? And fucking vroom, vroom, in the rain, you know? <laughs> F1 is is like UFC compared to boxing. That's what F1 is to NASCAR. NASCAR is boxing. I was like, oh, that takes Yeah, skill. yeah, yeah. That's that's facts. But UFC is like, I don't know who the <laughs> fuck this dude is. But this I don't know where he's cool. from. I don't know where the fuck type shit. Well, I don't know. I don't even care who your fucking sponsor is. This shit is exciting. Watching people literally get caught on fire in an F1 fight or F1 fight. F1 race is like. This shit is your lives are on the line. Like you can fucking die right there. That's like, how people y'all be getting. Like I think the only person I know y'all get a yellow flag Dale and pull over. Senior, yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. That's a because he's such a big like inspo for me. Like especially growing up, dad would watch NASCAR all the time, and I was like, I just thought like all these fucking old. I mean, I, obviously he doesn't watch NASCAR anymore, but I would know all and his uh, papa would too. Mm-hmm. And so I would know, like, Dale Earnhardt Sr. and fucking Jeff Gordon when he was fucking coming up. And then, like, Dale Earnhardt Jr. when he was number three and shit like that. Is he no, not number three now? He's, like, 88. I don't. He's not racing anymore. I but, always thought he was number three. But he, I even know Dale Earnhardt Jr. Because he had the Budweiser, the red Budweiser car. Then, I forgot what year. NASCAR uh, clothing became a big deal in... Uh, where I was from for a little bit. People had, like, NASCAR jackets. Because them shits... They go... They go hard with the right Jordan. No, just number eight? Mm-hmm. With the Jordan. Because he, w- he was 88. He was 88. For, like... Remember that energy drink Amp? Yes, I do remember 88. He was. Yeah, he had that car. I remember Dale Earnhardt 3. That's the one I remember. The OG. That's OG, OG. Because I had the NASCAR uh, video game on PlayStation 2. That shit was so fun. Was it? To me? I mean, for a fucking (laughs) five-year-old. Every time I saw a NASCAR game, I'm like, what the fuck is the objective of the game? I just thought it was cool making my own race car driver and coming in first every single time. I remember seeing you play that game, and I fell asleep. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just remember because you went first person and you could see like the rear view mirror mm-hmm. and you could like see inside the thing and I was like 
<laughs> like, sweet. and it was on a PlayStation Two, so it it's like terrible graphics. All you hear is that's all you hear. <laughs> sleep. But for me, as a little fucking kid, I thought that shit was fucking amazing. All right, now moving on to the next movie. This is just gonna be movies the whole fucking episode. Who gives Do a fuck? You want, man. It's, your world. it's my shit. Fuck you. Listen to something else. I I watched uh, I watched like three John Travolta movies because he is turning into my favorite actor. He was amazing in Look Who's Talking. I never seen that. I have to watch it. You gotta watch it. I he watched the fuck out of that role. I watched Blowout a while ago, but I watched recently in this past week or two. I watched Saturday Night Fever and I watched Get Shorty. Get Shorty, man. That shit's so fucking good. It's hilarious. And uh, what's his name? Uh, what he's he's the old guy, in in the movie and Get Shorty. You know what I'm talking about? He breaks into his house and it's the old guy. Fuck, what's his name? What's his name? Enda? Can you look up the Get Shorty cast? Oh my Wait god. Wait a minute. Get Shorty. Wait a minute. I always get Get Shorty and, and be, be cool. cool confused. Not actually. be cool. I love Be Cool also. Be Cool is hilarious. I didn't watch that one. I watched Get Shorty. Get Shorty is a funny one, but not as funny as Be Cool. Not as funny as Be Cool. Because Vince Vaughn is in Be Cool. The Rock is in Be Cool. Andre 3000 is Be Cool. Everyone's in Be Cool. That's where the funny shit is. Yeah. And because all those people. Gene Hackman. That's who it is. I just. Have you seen Get Shorty? I don't think I have. Danny DeVito? I've seen parts of it. That's. It's it's so good because. The movie John Travolta is this like, like a repo man almost. Yeah, he's a loan shark. A loan shark. Mm-hmm. He's a loan shark, mm-hmm. and he like he loves movies like so much. And he's like, I have this movie idea. I want to produce movies, and so he goes to this famous director, and he's like, I have this movie idea, and he tells him, but the movie idea he has is what he has to do. It's like his loan shark mission almost. You know what I mean? And so it's just, it's like a movie about. It's a movie about, him, like, what he's doing, basically. Right, right. So, but the way it's, like, told, and the you see, like, the name of the movie is Get Shorty, is because he wants to make the movie, to because it's they have to get Danny DeVito. He's a fucking short person. They, they want to get Danny DeVito in the movie, so that's why the movie's called Get Shorty. I was like, that's why it's called Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. I don't know why it was called Get Shorty before. I never thought about it, but I was like, I was watching it, and like midway through the movie, I was like, that's why it's called Get Shorty, because they're trying to get Danny DeVito. Like, that's the fucking main thing in the movie. But anyways, Get Shorty. John Travolta fucking kills it. Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Fever is great. I watched it. And it blew my mind away because it turned into my I watched it and it was like, this is top 10 movies all time because I I got it because one, it had John. I bought it because it was John Travolta and I watched it and I was like, it's probably just going to be like a cool little disco movie. And then once I like midway through the movie and I was like, this is fucking crazy good because it's about. Especially if you're young, like my age, I'm I'm 20 years old. For people who don't know who the fuck I am, I'm 20 year 20 years old, and it's about John Travolta plays this guy who's like doesn't know what he's doing with his life. Like he he's my he plays a 20 year old, and like he's out of he's like not fresh out of high school, 
and he's not going to college kind of thing. And it's like his parents are like, what the fuck are you going to do kind of thing? And then but his brother uh, in the movie is a priest. And so his parents look at his brother as like this fucking perfect, you know, golden child. Like, oh, he's he's a fucking priest and he's a good person, whatever. But they look at John Travolta's character like, what the fuck are you doing kind of thing? And so he but all he likes doing is going out on Saturday night and going dancing like that's his escape. Like that's what he loves doing. And he's fucking good at it. And the whole town, everyone who goes out dancing knows John Travolta is a shit at dancing. So like that's what he just fucking loves doing. But other than that, like, you know, when you wake up Sunday morning, you don't know what the fuck he just like oh, I'm back to my regular old fucking life kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's like, I just work a regular ass job kind of thing. And so. But what's so good is that everyone with his friends that he goes out with, like one of his friends is having a baby and he's trying to get have his girl get an abortion. But like the girl told uh, her parents. So now like they want to keep it or now like they have to keep it kind of thing. And so his friend goes up to John Travolta and is like, hey, what the fuck do I do? Like, I need advice. You know, you're and the guy's talking to John Travolta and he's like, you're such this good person. Like you got everything together. You, you know what I mean? Like, you, you just, you know, you carry yourself like this, and you're doing this, and you're so good at this. And John Travolta is like, you, how do you look at me in this light when I'm fucking up? You know what I mean? And it's just like the fucking, when you apply it to, like, real world shit and not just some dancing movie, it's like, wow, this is a fucking powerful ass movie. And the fucking, one of the guys ends up killing themselves and... That's it's what, it's I, a dark ass. It's a good, so good. It's I a, like movies. I recommend like, it. I would never watch that movie, still. <laughs> but I do like movies where there's a device where it's like, oh, the movie's not about this. It's the background. It's everything that happens surround, especially when it deals with an art. That's it, what I like. It promotes music, dancing, like, painting. Like something. it comes off as this dancing movie, this yes. disco. You know, Saturday Night Fever, Mm -hmm. that's the name of the movie. But when you watch it, all they're doing is using dancing and disco as the background. Mm -hmm. But the story, it's like it's like a Western movie like Django or Hateful Eight. It's a fucking great story, but they're using Western as a background, Mm -hmm. as a platform Mm -hmm. instead of it being a corny ass fucking dancing movie or a corny ass Western. Like people, Amanda laughs at me every time. I was like, I like maybe two musicals because I hate musicals like real musicals and but this is the only real music because I consider pitch perfect a musical but hilarious it's more of a like they that's a part of the movie like hey we're performers this yeah. is what we do it's not like this one movie I thought I was watching a zombie movie I hate to go off in a tangent I was watching yeah, yeah, a no, zombie good, movie and that was like, I thought it was a zombie movie, and she closes her locker and starts singing, and I instantly turned the movie <laughs> off. And I was like, what the hell is this? I was Because she was like, oh, everybody, I thought I was like, oh, we building up to the story now. Like, <laughs> like, here we go. Zombies. And it's a, I was like, it's a holiday zombie movie, love those shits. And she closes the thing and like, huh? And she like looks at the camera and fucking starts singing. I was like, Click. And I was You're so like, I'm fucking done. mad. But Rent, I... Love that. I, what is that? Oh my god. Rent? Rent is a Broadway musical. Probably one of the first Broadway musicals that they made into nah, like I'm not, a major motion picture. I'm not that far out. I don't even think that's far out, but I'm not that far out. It's it's a little out there. Only reason why I watched Rent 
is because it was on Stars one night. Mm-hmm. And I was I was sitting there and I was like, these niggas got AIDS. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that's what the movie's about. And you just and so, so the singing is again a device, but I think Rent the Musical, the original play that was on Broadway was a big deal for the homo, the LGBT community mm-hmm. at the time, especially in New York. So it was probably in response to like, and a lot of the movie is just people dealing with AIDS. It's like yeah. the people around the pandemic. So there's one person who has it. Actually, damn, that should give me a little bit. There's one person who has it and he doesn't make it. And that's like toward the end of the movie and mm-hmm. it's like, his boyfriend was there, and the, all the friends from the movie were there. Then they sing like the one song where they were like, it was like they sung it more happily at the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. Oh, but then oh, okay. it was like at the end they sung it somberly, like it means something. It because it was the song was uh, being a man. I still be trying to do the math. <laughs> it was how many seconds are in is it a, a year? year or a day? One of the two. But it was basically saying like, hey, man, this is a short life. It's because it was the dude who had AIDS singing it. He's like, this is a short life. Like, you only got this many seconds if you do the math. Okay. So, like, however you use that time. And a lot of the people Fuck. in the movie, they start to like. This is another one of those. It's yeah, like... it starts to, like, make them think that. So, they start, like, challenging themselves. They want to be better. Yeah. Like, you need people start checking their relationships with each other throughout the movie. And you said it's, like, LGBTQ. Yeah, it's very, like, heavy. Okay. It's a musical. So, it's, like, heavily gay <laughs> Yeah. Like, drag queens, the whole nine. Yeah, yeah. And, but I that's how I knew that it was a good movie because I was like 15 watching this and I was like the story oh so this isn't this, this isn't new no it's not new at all no it's from uh, 2005 yeah oh shit my, I have an uncle who died from AIDS I never I don't remember him I was like 3 when he passed okay but kind of watching that gave me insight into maybe how my family felt back then mm-hmm. it was like oh like people around you start to change so when at the end of the movie when he dies you're like Oh, so and it's kind of I think there was a time lapse from when he dies. Mm-hmm. So it's like maybe six months to a year later and everybody's like doing better. Somebody's like a, a model now. Somebody's a famous author or and they're just like and the, they're talking to the boyfriend like he was so happy. When mm-hmm. he, you know, it was just like I was like, yeah. Oh, really? 5,500, <laughs> 600 men. I was like fucking crying. That's the name of the song. <laughs> and I was just like, fuck, dude. So I see exactly what you mean yeah. by like, it's not about the dancing in Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. I probably was like, you probably never watched Rent. You'd be like, I can't get past the fucking singing. Yeah, yeah. But. I w- yeah. I was going to say something else. Yeah. It's like, you can't, it's, it's a lot. But I do understand. Because mm-hmm. it's like. Because it makes you makes me watch even other movies. Like when y'all say those B movies, a lot of B movies have this message that only people like us would understand. I think major motion pictures have a very like Hollywood. Flat, yeah. yeah, it's like a very flat device. And you can kind of get where they're going with a movie, like a rom com or something mm-hmm. like that. That's why I always prefer I've I say this to everyone. I always prefer New York cinema 
over you know LA over yeah. Hollywood mm-hmm, cinema mm-hmm. because New York is way more real. Yeah, it's gritty. It's, Everything shot in New York is gritty. And you can't shut down New York like you shut down LA. Like mm-hmm. when you shoot in New York, you have to become a part of New York. It's not like hey, we got a permit. This street shut down. Cause it's like no, people no, are gonna yeah, like even if you get a per, even if you get a permit, be like fuck a permit. Yeah, We're like, gonna hey, fuck. you gotta go around like oh, are you the cops? You're not NYPD? <laughs> they oh, check okay. first. Yeah, they be like, get the fuck out of my way, then, bitch. Like, what the fuck? And they say that. And like, in a lot of movies, they'll say a lot of those people don't know that they're in a movie. Mm, like um, like Uncut Gems. They... Because they it's New York. There's, there's so people. Like, there's, like, people in the film. Because I fucking study the Safdie brothers. Like, those are my fucking... That's a great movie. So that's worth... A lot of the art and stuff that you do for it is great, too. And so, in Uncut Gems, like, there's people going up to Sandler, and they're like, hey, can we fucking... But, like, Adam Sandler's so good that he's still Howard Ratner, and he's like, hey, hold on one second. And then he's fucking, like, on the phone or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, he's still himself. He kept character. But, like, that's New York. Like, they don't give a fuck if you have a camera right in front of Adam Adam Sandler. They're going to fucking go up to him and... You know what I mean? They're, they it's don't gonna... give a shit about you, camera guy. We see 50,000 cameras. Everybody in New York wants to be somebody. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't That's matter all you if, see. It doesn't matter if you are somebody. You're no different than the dude who lives in the mm-hmm. penthouse on fucking Wall Street mm-hmm. or some shit like that. Like, we don't give a flying... That's why you see Manhattan all these artists out in New York City. That's why he's like... People don't give a fuck if they see, you know... They just be on the streets. Fucking, that's how Adam Sandler lives. Yeah, he's York. just out there. He used to be playing pickup ball at the park, and they're like, yo, Adam Sandler, what's up, man? And he just come out there and ball up. Mm-hmm. And he knows people are recording him and taking pictures. He's That's crazy, I think though. because New Yorkers like when they know you're a New Yorker. New Yorkers like that he does that still. Don't get Hollywood on us, bitch. You grew mm-hmm. up in fucking... Mm-hmm. Brooklyn, like mm-hmm. don't fuck. We fucking know you, bitch. Like, like all of that. Like he's. I when I think of and and fuck. Sandlum. Fuck. <laughs> it's all right. God damn it! When I think of Adam Sandler, I think of the saying, "I want all my homies to make it." Yeah. Because that's for real. That's real. He took that. Like that's the OG shit of. I hope all my homies make it. Mm-hmm. Fucking! I want Kevin James. I want David Spade. I want you Rob Snyder. <laughs> and it's like, no, no, not even that. He's like, if I make a movie, all my homies are in the movie. I don't give a fuck, kind of thing. And it's every single time. And it's all of his friends are not poor because of him. Mm-hmm. And if you don't see them around anymore, it's their fault. And then, it's, even cross-eyed dudes. <laughs> You know exactly who I'm talking about. Cross-eyed dude still being the joke. <laughs> hey, I, 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 he be doing that. He's shit. in fucking. He's in fucking Water Boy. Yeah. He's like, Skip, no, not the Skip. Not, not Skip. Not no, this no, fucking, Fuck, I know exactly who. I don't know his name. He's in yeah, Grandma's yeah, Boy though. Yeah, yeah. You're a hooker, <laughs> that dude. Well, that that bong water reeks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're a hooker. Or what is like? She's not a hooker. She's a massage therapist. Or when he's he was in uh, <laughs> Happy Gil, not Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, not Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. No, 
Yes. Big and he was, what's his name's boyfriend? He was like, I still can't. Oh, he was he was looking at uh, Dante and what's his name? He was like, I still can't get over the fact that they're gay. <laughs> and they like kiss each other and oh, they fucking leave. That's right, dude. That's fucking right. Dude, I haven't seen Big Daddy in forever, it dude. It still slaps, how, by the way. How many times have I seen Big Daddy, Amanda? When Adam, I hate to say this, I hate that we have to think this way. I mean, you guys, you should think this way anyway. When he dies, Jonathan Loran, the cross-eyed dude. Yeah, he's. We'll never remember that. You're the cross-eyed dude. Because he wasn't even in Grown Ups. He's in Little Nicky, Grown Ups, Big Daddy, The Wrong. Have you seen The Wrong Missy? Yes. Hilarious. He's in Fifty First Day. Every Adam Sandler movie. The Wrong Missy, hilarious. David Spade. When she falls off the cliff. It's on Netflix, by the way, if you want to watch it. She said, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And she fucking hit the tree. And then they're like, ooh, she hit the sand. And she just gets up. I remember, like, hearing people talk about it. And they're like, oh, it's a new movie. Like, David Spade, new movie. Because apparently that's a thing, like, you know, in the comedy world. Because they fucking, everyone looks up to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, I watched The Wrong Missy and I was fucking dying laughing. But going back to Adam Sandler... I I was just talking about Adam Sandler the other earlier this week um, about Punch Drunk Love or just about all of his movies, but I was saying Punch Drunk Love is my favorite Adam Sandler movie, mainly because of Paul Thomas Anderson directing it. But Punch Drunk Love is it's a fucking crazy like it's all it's like literally the epitome of hopeless romantic movies because he's just this innocent dude who can't help but be in love with this girl. That he just met, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, but just how everything unfolds and like how he gets himself into trouble, but he doesn't give a fuck because he's on his way to you know go see this girl, right? And uh, he, he like flies all the way to Hawaii for this girl, kind of thing. So it's just a fucking great movie, but it's mainly because of Paul Thomas Anderson. But it's up, uh, it's up there with Gems for sure. Big Daddy, I think Big Daddy might be my favorite. Either Punch Drunk Love or Big Daddy. But Big Daddy's more of a comedy. But, dude, I remember the first time I watched Big Daddy and, like, not as a comedy. Like, in my my lens of, like, watching it, my mindset of watching Big Daddy, I didn't see it as a comedy, but I watched it for the story. Cried. I cried, dude. When they were taking the the kid away. As you're speaking, it has made me realize that Adam Sandler has made me cry on more than one occasion. Because he and Click... Oh my God! Click! Oh my God! Uh, and click! Uncut gems! Uncut gems! That shit! Oh my! Uh, made me I, I've watched Uncut Gems a handful of times in the past since it came out two mm-hmm. years, and every single time at the end, uh, my so my st- my stomach like, my stomach drops. It's just like gut every time. Every time I see it. When I saw it literally got me like Endgame did. Cause I were you there when I first watched it? I didn't watch it with you, no. Okay, no. Cause I remember That shit was a holiday though. And I was like <laughs> just like in awe of everything that we've been through in this movie. It's together. literally like it makes you make that there's that certain noise you make where you're like, oh, it's oh. exactly like Jaw like jaw dropping, literally. And then it was literally in game. It was like the credit show, and I'm just like sitting there. I'm like, same thing with what Infinity the War. Fuck is happening right now. 
not in, I mess my men is Infinity War, not mm-hmm. Endgame. Infinity War is the same exact effect. You're like Endgame was more crying. Yeah, but Infinity they closed it out in Endgame. Infinity War. You're like, oh, what the fuck, kind of thing. But uncut. Adam Sandler. What else has he made me cry in? He said, I'm trying to think of a movie. He's talking to somebody. Oh, Adam Sandler. Uh, funny people. That's made me cry. Uh, oh fuck! I I forgot about that movie. I don't think I've ever any movie. I'm, Over me. Any oh my that's god! The that's the saddest movie that's in the, the fucking one. world. If you want to see a sad movie, that's the one. Oh my god! That is not even sad. That's fucking depressing. Mm. There's no words to describe how bad Don Cheadle, how negative that movie. Not negative. How do you describe that movie? There, it is nothing but a. It's pure sadness. Yeah, there's no moment of reprieve in that movie. Well, the moment of reprieve is their friendship. Yeah, the sadness. But the and but here's you know want to know what I love and you'll feel what I'm saying for sure. You know how we we talk about this in future episodes, but Skyrim to us, yeah, it's the same exact thing when he's playing what's what's it called, Shadow of the Colossus. Yes, how Adam Sandler in that movie plays Shadow of the Colossus, and like the metaphor for that game, and you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and just because oh, oh my could you. People don't, I think sometimes, this is just life in general. Even the name of that game, Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. Like, it, just think about depression, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Shadow of the Colossus or the fact that a colossal building yeah. fell. That was kind of what I got. Because being, quote unquote, directly affected by 9-11, mm-hmm. that movie let me feel what people felt. Because in DC, we felt one way. Because mm-hmm. I know people who lost people in the Pentagon. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you were on the East Coast. Yeah, but New York was 15 times more like that city shut down for weeks. Because, mm-hmm. like, there's people now, like New Yorkers now, who, like, even young people, like, people who are, like, your age, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, they're still like sensitive about about nine eleven. Like, it's still like that's one thing amongst thing. New Yorkers. You don't they can you can joke about it, obviously. Yeah, but it's just when you bring it up, it's a it's a thing. It's, it's a, a thing. it's a present. It's its ask own being. Any New Yorker of the three, four, five, five, six million of them, you can each you can ask each one of them where were you, and they'll tell and you, and they know exactly. exactly where they were to the moment they're like i was what because you know if you listen to flagrant too andrew talks about schultzy and alex they talk about it Mm -hmm. and they tell the story verbatim because schultz said his brother was walking to school and saw the plane go over (laughs) <laughs> he's a comedian he was yeah, like yeah. he crashed he was already like well, guess I'm not going to school <laughs> he was like <laughs> but he was like one of his friends showed up he was like we were in class when the building Charles said he was in class when the building hit his brother was still going to school and he was like his friend showed up like an hour after the planes hit, and he and, was like, "They were like, what are you doing here?" And, and <laughs> he Chris, was like, "Yo, build planes crashing to the building." Have you heard Chris DeStefano's story? No, dude, fucking hilarious. I gotta listen. To it's it. 
hilarious because his mom worked at the World Trade Center. Oh, shit. But he was like, well, she didn't go. Or no, she was on her way to work. There's so many people who have that story. Of like, oh, they weren't there or they mm-hmm. were supposed to go. Like, uh, So many You know the people. guy who made Family Guy, Seth MacFarlane? Yeah, he was supposed to be in the building that day. Or I think it was like something like that. When they say World Trade Center, like, you have no idea how many... That's why there's so many conspiracies around the building. Yeah. Because there was a lot of, like, economic power in that building. Yeah. Like, they're amongst those floors. And it's in the movies, if you... It's, I know any recent movie, you won't see it. But if you go back and That watch, movie, World Trade Center, with Nick Cage, not Michael Pena, fire. If you watch any movie from, like... By the way. Coming to America... <laughs> At any movie pre two thousand and one, there's a shot of the World Trade Center because mm-hmm. that the was Spider-Man like the Spider-Man comic books. It was a crowning jewel of New yeah. York. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, even amongst the empires, this shit towered over these things. Were I remember seeing them and made my stomach hurt. And that fucking I, every time I I think of nine eleven, it always pops in my head when uh, Titi, my my brother, has that Spider-Man comic book, the nine eleven Spider-Man. Talk about it. I'm so mad at him. With the fucking black, all black cover. I remember that comic book. And oh, he said he got it from Fry's. And he he fucking like, I think he said he like threw it away. Or he there lost a, it or uh, something. There was a DC run where uh, there was a panel. It was like, I remember the panel vividly. It was Superman cleaning up the wreckage from the World Trade Centers. And he said, how could I not see this coming? And it was just like panels of all the suit. It was like the Green Lantern picking up debris. It it's was fucking Wonder terrible. Woman like, it's like because so... they show because then they show like what he could have done. He was like they show like a what if. He yeah. Like, to stop the plane. He's like, how can I not see this coming? It was just like it was so, like for New Yorkers. Like uh, there's this like this dude named uh, Kerwin Frost. I don't even know what he is. He's just like a fucking person that does everything. He's a DJ. He's mm-hmm. a designer. He's an artist. He's a in, like an influencer, basically, yeah. to put it sim- in simple terms. But Kerwin Frost, I really fuck with him. But he has a... He's from New York City, obviously. He has a tattoo of the Twin Towers uh, with it like exploding. And below it, it says, never fucking forget, <laughs> like in cursive. Mm-hmm. But, then you, but then that tattoo makes me realize, like, damn, these New Yorkers, like... They f- like this is a fucking thing because out in Phoenix, you know, it's it wasn't, n- it wasn't the big. Obviously, no. it's a fucking terrible. It's, a, it's an attack on America. We don't like that terrible tragedy. Yeah. But it's like we're not the emotionally, yeah. you know, affected was, by it. That I'm was, not. That shit made me cry that day because I was. I was terrified. one year. I was a one. I was one year. My, old. I really thought it was about to be like nuclear war because My, I was like. Once I found out that it wasn't an accident, and I don't think you realize it as a kid, you just felt the energy. You're like, this is serious. Like, if I'm talking about because every most everybody's parents work for the government, especially yeah. where I was from. And my town is a military town. Yeah, you're... Yeah. I'm like, the base... You're right like, there. Air Force One lands five minutes. <laughs> I saw it land and take off every fucking day. So that... That alone made it even more tense where I was at because I woke up in the morning and we had a TV in the kitchen. My mom was like, 
oh, a plane ran into the World Trade Center. She was like, you know, the Twin Towers? I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. I was like, it's a crazy accident. So they have, I remember they <laughs> yeah, seeing the footage. Because that's what everybody thought it was. Yeah. They were like, that's possible. Like, no buildings it, are tall as Because I hear stories and people don't know what the fuck happened. Like, uh, dad always tells me. Uh, when he like, cause uh, you know, I've asked my mom and my dad before, like, where were you during nine 11? And my dad is always like, or he said that one of his coworkers told them that someone blew up the Eiffel tower <laughs> <laughs> and someone blew up the Eiffel tower fool. And it, the dude was Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> the dude was Mexican. That told him. Hey fool, someone blew up the, the Eiffel tower. <laughs> But, uh, and he was like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> <laughs> and then, written, so I guess, uh, fuck, I don't know. Like, uh, if that were to happen, I'd be like, all right. right yeah. <laughs> like, that sucks. That's that, that'd be my. That's what I would say. That's what I would <laughs> <laughs> But, but, yeah. I guess the same could be said about America, too. Though. All right. Sorry, uh, go ahead. You didn't say that until the. I had to say yeah. it. I had to say it. You didn't, I don't think you said it in the mic, so uh, I think. I can hear myself. Okay, yeah. but yeah. Whatever, dude. Anyways, nine eleven uh, story. But yeah, so back that, to my apology. Back to uh, hold on, one, I, one I, of uh, go go ahead. Sorry. One of my coworkers had a nine uh, eleven story, and he was he's like fifty two, I think. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, we were talking about nine eleven, of course, because that's just a conversation. It's a thing. No, eventually, in like twenty years, that's not going to be a. 9-11 is not going to be a conversation. It'll be a history book thing. It's not going to be, where were you? She's always going to ask us to be like, she's going to be 20 and be like. Dude, people are going to be like, 9-11, never forget, because it's my niece's birthday kind yeah. of thing. But it's like, no. Oh, because I've, have you, have you guys had that conversation with her? Mm-hmm. Does she, she know? I care. Oh, okay, cool. She'll know. I think she's more upset that there's something that there's something else. Attention. <laughs> she's, I was like, yeah. I told her. I was like, I'm just gonna let you know. Like every year for the rest of your life is gonna be a thing. People are gonna be like, oh, kind of yeah. thing. Like because it's supposed every to be a year for the rest. Even grand people who are going to be our age, like her friends' parents. Yeah, they're gonna be like, oh, your birthday's nine eleven. You know where I was at, and they're gonna be like. And it's just, They'll be 12. They were 12. <laughs> Her friend's parents will be our age. They were like, you were 12 years old. The movie ain't over. The walk's over. 59 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could probably mark that. But, um, oh, anyways, like, let's go back. Uh, one of my coworkers, he's like 52, and he said, uh, on 9-11, he got out of prison. What? He got out of prison that morning, right? <laughs> he said, Dude, I... And, that and, is terrible. You know, you know what the... He was like, I, w- I spent 10 years in prison and I got out on 9-11. And he said, I got home, I took a shower, and I put on the news. 9-11 fucking happened. <laughs> and I was like, that fucking blows. Because... That hilarious dude you that come home so funny you haven't seen shit in 10 years and that's the first thing you see when you come home i'd be fucking pissed oh but let me i'm sorry i'm gonna finish my story so i was uh just to set the stage of giving some perspective on someone who was close to 9 11s uh effects 
we were, I was sitting, I was in sixth grade, and I woke up that morning, my mom said, somebody ran to the Twin Towers. She was like, I think it was, because when you watch the video, it makes you realize how big those buildings are. Yeah. Like, the plane looks like a toy plane in comparison. Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh, maybe a pilot Yeah, because got... you see it, you know how big a plane yeah. is. You know how big a plane is. And then is. when you see it hit, it's like a fraction of the building. It's bare... And you got to think, it hit the top and didn't take out the whole top. That's and it, and it, like big. It's I hate. I don't want to go into the conspiracies, yeah. but you see the bottom of it collapse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. but it hit the top. Of the, yeah, oh, that's what. It, we're, let's go. Let's go. But let's you not. know, anywho. So, uh, literally on my way, I lived driving less. I took us three minutes to get to my school. Driving oh, yeah. from my house to my, I'll show you one day. Okay. I driving from my house to my school at the time it took me like three minutes. By the time I got to the school, got inside of class because you could still, it was still a little like murmuring, but it was like normal, like no kid understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. And even our teachers and stuff, you can kind of see them talking. <laughs> they were just like, "Oh, did you hear about it?" Blah blah blah. So then it's we sit down, and then my teacher doesn't come in. You know how, like, class starts and you're, like, the bell rings and you can hear the hallways get quiet? Yeah. But then our teacher didn't come in. And it was about, like, a 10-minute delay. And he comes in and you could just see his name was Mr. Nower. You could see it on his face. And it was just, like, the most, like, it was somber so gone. look. He was like, did anybody hear about the uh, World Trade Center? How old were you? Today? I was 12. And he was like, we were like, yeah. And I was actually 11 because my birthday is in March. So I was, no, I wasn't. Yeah, I was 11. It was 2001 because my birthday is in March. So I was 11. And he said, do you guys know what a terrorist attack is? And we were like. When you're 12? When you're 11, we were like. 11? You're like kind of. <laughs> you like the the word you can like do words. You know it's a bad thing. You're like yeah. yeah, we know like terror isn't the word. He's like a terrorist is somebody who wants to hurt you for your beliefs. Political, or something. yeah, something. He was just explaining it to us. He said what happened at the twin towers was a terrorist attack. So then he because he rolls the TV and he turns on the news and the second tower is already up in flames. So this is going to be a very young person thing for me to say, but were the Twin Towers a known thing? Yes. So when you say Twin Towers, because for me, my whole life, it's Twin Towers are the things that got fucking hit. Yeah, that's what they'll be always forever. But before... They were the biggest building in the world. It was like, oh, Twin Towers is Twin Towers. Literally the biggest building in the world. So you you guys know what Twin Towers are. Remember I was telling you, like, we knew them, one, because I saw them because I went to New York a couple times. And that's like a... And you can see it from, like, New Jersey, you can see the Twin Towers. Uh Uh-huh. And in every movie, every movie at the beginning... Home Alone 2. Yeah. Prime example. There's a shot when they're playing, playing the song and they go around the entire World Trade Center. Mm-hmm. They go around them. It's There's like, a... I don't know if it's in a... No, it's definitely... It's definitely in a movie. I think it's in the comic book because I was thinking about Spider-Man mm-hmm. where he's between the two towers. He shoots his webs mm-hmm. between the two towers. Some shit like that. I remember... I see to keep them... I see something in my head. That's so heartbreaking. But anyway... Going so, back, the teacher was on the TV. So teacher, he turns on the TV and the second towers 
were on fire. And then you could just, all of us were just like, that's when it clicked. We were like, oh, we're under attack. Because then it was like, like shit's real. Yeah, like, so then you hear, because especially oh, the and military in DC. kids, the military kids, their parents came and got, because they get, you get knowledge first in the military. I'm mean, just, you, you find out before everybody else. They started one by one mm-hmm. to send uh, such and such. And then you send such and such. And then it was like trickle, trickle. And then it was like you could hear back in the hallway, it started getting more chaotic. Like you can hear this kid leaving, this kid leaving, this kid leaving. And you can hear kids walking in the hallway. It sounds like it sounds oh, like classes out again. So you're like, oh, what the hell? So then That's scary as it fuck. It is scary because I was one of like the last six or seven. Because my mom worked So you were in like an almost empty classroom. Yeah. And it was terrifying. Because you have all you can see out the window is like the streets. It's like a movie, like where streets are chaotic. That's scary. And like parents are like running. Like people are running. People are like getting their kids out of school and like they're going to go. And especially, again, military people, I think they were going to shut the base down. So they had to come get their kid and get back on base before they locked the gates down. Because this is the, and then this is pre them hitting the Pentagon. So while all of that is happening, the Pentagon happens. And people are just like, like, oh, So then it's like, that's down the street. My mom works in Virginia and she worked about 15 minutes away from the Pentagon. So the reason why she couldn't get me is because that happened while she was driving. So she had to go all the way around Maryland, you can get through there. There's a way you can. She had to come around and come back down, which is like a two-hour detour, like through Silver Spring. She had to come back down because there was no movement in D.C. and Virginia, like none. CIA is at Langley, Virginia, and there was obviously it didn't happen, but there was a fourth plane going for the White House or some shit. It was going for. Uh... It was going for something. It was going for the White House, and it didn't make it. The passengers. The passengers' fault. Okay. Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to Because that would have been scary as fuck living in. Flight 193, I think. Flight 193, I think, was that one. I remember seeing a documentary. True Patriots. But, uh. They made a movie about it, too. Yeah. Uh, so, and I'm sitting there, like, now I start crying. I just start crying. Because you have, you're just, like, it's legit chaos in the streets. And we're. 30 minutes away from this. So it's like, what? Yeah, I bet happening? it's like a million times scarier when you're on the East Coast. When, yeah, because. When you're like I've easily an hour away. With, I've seen movies with war. Yeah. And there's some, I don't know if it's maybe just me as a kid. Every movie where there was like some kind of political thing, it dawned on me. I was like, that's down the street from me. Yeah. Every time they try to attack the White House, every time they try to do some shit to America, it's you try to do it to D.C. And. You're there. <laughs> I'm there. So I'm like, if these motherfuckers start a like, I thought somebody was like invading the shores. I thought it was like fucking Pearl Normandy Harbor. or some shit. Yeah, I thought it was about to fucking go down. So I'm like, I didn't had no idea who America was at that time. But yeah, you're fucking twelve. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I didn't fucking know. So I was just like, terrible. My they was like, okay, Robert Sheldon, come to the office. And I see my mother at the end of the hall. She got my little sister too, and I like run to her. And she just, like, hugs me. And she's, like, consoling me as we walk to the car. Because I'm just crying. Because she's like, she doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. 
She knows it's a, an attack, but she probably is thinking the same thing. Like, this is about to get, like, serious. We yeah, like, no something idea. like... Nothing What's like this next? has happened yeah. in America. In our life, in my mother's lifetime, you know, nothing, no terrorist attack in on two a, generations. On America. Except for Hawaii. And that wasn't on our soil. You know what I'm saying? Tec- yeah. Technically, it wasn't on our yeah. soil. So it wasn't. No one in was mainly in the. The Navy was in danger. Right. But they're the fucking Navy. If you take Hawaii, that is a hit to us, but we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, no one gives a fuck. Yeah, like California got it. Like, okay, R.I.P. the soldiers, you know what I mean? But, so, I was crying. I get in the car, and all radio stations are shut down, because they're all talking about one thing. Like, because my mom listened to gospel radio stations, so they were just like... Praying? Yeah, (laughs) they were like, we don't know. I remember they're like, we don't know what's happening right now. Like, we have... I remember them saying, we're just praying for everybody. Because at this time, the towers didn't collapse yet. So this is still the Pentagon just happened. The tower didn't collapse yet. And I'm sitting at home and my mom's watching the news. And then I hear like screams on the TV and I run upstairs and my mom is just sitting. Everybody's staring at the TV and the tower start collapsing. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That's insane. Like, I think I cried for like an hour that day. You know what happened when I was 12? Sorry. You know what happened? Sandy Hook, and I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what's sad? By that point, tragedy was normalized. Because Columbine America. happened like 10, 13 years before that. You weren't alive for that. That was... How was that? Where were you guys during Columbine? What year? Well, that was 96? The Twin Towers were in a thousand movies. A yeah. thousand movies? I, oh, yeah. That's wild. Like, one of the greatest shots you can never get. That's wild. Like, well, you, now like I can say you can never get. Because right, that was like, you know when you see like California and like the Golden Gate Bridge? Yeah. Like, that was the New York people. Other than like the Statue of Liberty. If there's a person on top of the Twin Towers, they always panned out to where you see them microscopically. Tiny. And it's the Twin Towers. Like the Twin Towers. Was New York. Every New Yorker. There's one thing you don't mess with. They said that was the day no crime happened in New York. Because they came together. It's like, oh, somebody's By the way, I want to... felt s- it. They were like... They didn't feel like somebody was attacking America. They felt like somebody was attacking New York City. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, somebody's fucking with us. We don't play that shit. All of us don't play that shit. I also shit. just want to put out there... Like, yeah, I'm sad for New York City, but the Diamondbacks beat the Yankees in the World Series when 9-11 happened. So that kind of blows, but yeah, that's wild. But dude. go Diamondbacks, you know what I mean? But that would have been a great story. Imagine if the Yankees won the World yeah, Series. Yeah, the Yankees definitely should have won, just like how the Lakers won when Kobe. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but let's go back. Shout out. Columbine to... was 1999. Oh really? April yeah, I'm not th- gonna tell you what I heard where I'm from, but let me just tell you, the... <laughs> they thought that shit was mad normal. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that my neighborhood was like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense." The big, <laughs> the biggest thing that ha- it's not even—I mean, that's terrible. But like comparatively, it's not that big. But Sandy Hook happened, and then it was a fucking national fucking tragedy. And I was like, "Who the fuck is Sandy Hook?" That's uh, what I thought it was a person. I was like, "Who is that?" But they were like, "Oh, it was a school shooting." 
And no, I was no, like, I oh, another somebody, one? Now, let me say this. Was, I think it was worse because... It was little it was, kids? It was elementary school. That's so what like made it so sad. And it was a, an adult who did it to children. You're like, exactly. you're sick. When it's a 16-year-old doing it to other 16-year-olds, everybody was like, oh, yeah, because teenagers are really fucking yeah. mean. Like, teenagers are... Mm. I was listening to Demi Lovato on, Spotify, on uh, Joe Rogan yeah. before I came in. I was, <laughs> I was about to say, you listen to Debbie Lovato on Spotify? The fuck are you doing, you know, dude? Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> but you listening to Joe Rogan in Yeah, we have Demi Lovato. And uh, she was just like, yeah, they started <laughs> bullying me. And I was like, and she said, and then it, I thought kids were mean to me, but then she said, girls in high school and middle school are really mean. The one memory that is seared into my head is from a female. Because she said, how the fuck this nigga overmatching? And when she said that, that has stuck in my head. Like, I legitimately put on something the other day, and I was like, I got to take one of these things off because I'm overmatching right what, now. It just shit fucks you up for it life. It fucks me up for life. Because do you want... So I have a story just like that where it's just fucking... You'll, for, you'll remember that shit for the rest of your... Like, forever. There was this girl, and I'm going to say her name. Her name was Stella Blue. You want me to keep that in there? Yes, keep it fucking in there. So (laughs) if any chance in the world that she's listening to this, it was in fifth or sixth. I think it was in sixth grade because that's when I stopped doing homework, like for life. Yeah. I haven't done homework. I stopped doing homework in fourth grade. I haven't done homework since sixth grade, and look where I am. I guess that kind of shows everything. But it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So... Sixth grade, we were in class. She made fun of my nose. First person to ever make fun of my nose in my life. She called me like, oh, no, because we were like going back and forth about some little shit. She was like, at least I don't have a nose like Squidward. (laughs) 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 And and that shit fucking hit. But, But the thing is, she was like one of the hottest girls in school. So it makes it hurt. So I'm like, oh, fuck. My fucking bunky nose, nigga. Like, (laughs) (laughs) she was on my shit. (laughs) She gave you the knife hand. And so, and so I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't show it. I wasn't like, oh, fuck you. I didn't cry or nothing. But I definitely remember that shit. Obviously. I was like, damn, my shit big as fuck. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That day when you go home and cry. That's when you know you getting fried up. I got I done went home and cried a couple times. And I was like, fuck. I got a big ass nose. But it's whatever though. I grew yeah, into that's it. That's a man. We were you're like, oh my teeth ugly? Alright. Cool. But the thing is, I didn't give a f- I have a crooked tooth. I don't fucking care. But she pointed out my nose. And I was like, this is the end of me. I never thought you about never it. Thought of I it. only focused on my like little my head. My little I never <laughs> knew my head was big until they started like oh, clowning your... head. What up, <laughs> dome head? So people used to walk up behind me and grab the back of my head, <laughs> like Michael Jordan. Yeah, and shit. they'd be like, "Ooh," and they'd make a noise. <laughs> <laughs> but but why I why we're like talking about this? What makes me remember was like I read this thing where kids or people, humans in general, are their meanest. In like seventh grade, like seventh, eighth grade is when people are their meanest and their absolute fucking just ruthlessly. I am prepping Zoe for seventh grade because because I was like, if you can make it through seventh, eighth and ninth grade, you'll make it through anything self you. I guarantee you, you're going to do amazing things. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who I was until like five years ago. (laughs) 
Like truly? Like truly didn't know who I was until like five years ago. I think that's just a part of Or growing. like not like yeah. That's just being yourself. Accepting who I you think are. that's that's being... when I accepted it five years ago. I was like, Oh, I'm this type of person. I remember my junior year going into my senior year, that's when I really started getting interests of my own. And I was like or no, because before I would do shit because I'm in high school. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, you do and so I'm like, oh, fucking, I'm trying to show off. I'm trying to do shit mm-hmm. for other people. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like when I really when I started smoking where I started fucking like talking to people and saying what I want kind mm-hmm. of thing, like speaking my mind and shit. And then I was like, damn, like I fucking I'm just going to do what I think is cool kind of thing. People like you more. And then for real, I was a fucking... I don't want to say a loser, but I was a loser, essentially a loser in mm-hmm. high school until I started being myself. And then I, obviously once I graduated and then I was with uh, my ex at the time, my girlfriend at the time. And then I think I broke up with her because we graduated in May. I broke up with her in September. Yeah, later that year. So was that May, June, July, August, September, four months later. And I was because I was like, I'm fucking a different person, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I'm like basically growing up, you know what I mean? And so I was just like doing my own shit and like, quote unquote, I hate when people say that. Oh, I'm just doing my own thing kind of thing. Like, shut the fuck up. But I really was. I was growing up and fucking discovering myself, I mm-hmm. guess, my interests and my emotions and shit like that. And then I was like, once... I was in college for one for two semesters, and then I was like meeting people and seeing how people really were, and seeing that people like there's like twenty four year olds or twenty three year olds and they're like still acting like they're in high school while they're in class, and I'm like damn these people don't fucking change, so and I was like this is fucking whack. So, but then once I started like really just like not paying attention to anyone else and doing my own shit, it's like what like I fucking all these people like you just realize how whack people are and so once i think about a year after you know i guess dropping out of college is that what i could consider it i think that's when i really started really started finding my own interests and then doing my own shit and then um it wasn't until fucking pandemic hit which was early last year and then that's when I was like, like, this is what I want to do kind of thing. Like, it wasn't until the end of or beginning of 2019, which is when I really started taking graphic design seriously. But then at the end of 2019, that's when I was like, OK, now I know what to do kind of thing and like how to how to move. And then but as that's all happening, the people around me like are changing. You know what I mean? Like, or the type of people around me are changing, which is pretty fucking dope. So, like you said, like, what'd you say, finding yourself? Uh, accepting who you are. Yeah. Like you are probably finding yourself. Yeah. That's what I've, I mean, that's life, but that's what I've been doing in these, the past the fact that three years. The quicker you can do it, the more successful. That's why I said if you can 
go through seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. Like those people I can think of on like a handful of people who I know are still the same person mm-hmm. as I remember them from mm-hmm. like middle yeah, school. Yeah, if you're the same person you were ten years ago, you're fucking whack. Uh, <laughs> not even that they're whack. They were just I think they're influ- I would say those people who are the same negative like they haven't grown Mm-hmm. Those people, yes, I do know them also. But there's also people I knew who were, like, not overachievers, but they just kind of had their shit. Like, yeah, I know what I want to be when I grow up. And they became that when they yeah. grew up. And they really succeeded at it, which has opened them up to be able to do so many things outside mm-hmm. of what, because that became, like, their norm. So I know a lot of, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Kevin. Kevin. He was like a straight A student like all through his element. He got like a letter from like President Clinton cuz you're like you're one of the 600 kids what the in the fuck? country who's kept a straight A average throughout from kindergarten through 8th grade or something like that. What the fuck? Yeah, he got some like crazy ridiculous So support. he's a bitch. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he's a doctor now <laughs> you see what I'm saying his name is Dr. Kevin mm. <laughs> like Morehouse no that's my cousin I'm surrounded by a lot of doctors Doctor? oh what the fuck yeah man I, that's why I'm an underachiever I know that <laughs> but like my circle is crazy but Kevin is actually my cousin too we know way too many successful people yeah for, uh, for me to be where I'm at now that's why I quit my job that's but, why uh, we're going where we're going yeah but, uh, so yeah, Kevin now is like in LA, like he was a teacher for years. Mm-hmm. Now he's just like, you know what? I'm gonna go model. Cause I think he knows he can always go he did back the to work. T- okay. He's a doctor. He has a doctorate of education. Like when are you ever not going to be able to get a job? Yeah. That's so, basically social work. Yes. So now he's like, I'm just going to be a model. And now he's out in L.A. He's a designer. He's a, a fashion designer. Yeah. He is crazy. He's doing really well for him. He's always been an overachiever. Always has been. That's wild, though. Straight A's, your whole fucking educational career. I'm pretty sure. I think he said he got his or first academic C career in, like, 11th grade. And he did that on purpose because he felt like it. Dude. I don't think I've ever gotten an A as my final grade. I somebody I just, think I just my therapist just asked me what my GPA was in high school. Overall, I said two point thirteen. She I've, said, "Wow." I said, "Yeah." I don't know what mine barely was. made it. I don't know what mine was. I I I tell people two point nine, but it it wasn't two point nine. I tell people two point thirteen because I remember being heartbroken. I was like. Oh, you was dumb in high school, nigga. I said that to myself <laughs> on my final. I was like, you was dumb in high school, bro. Like, get your shit together. Never did. But I know that that was, I could do more. That's when I realized I didn't want to. I was like, oh, I could have did better, but I didn't feel like it. Like, And it really didn't change anything. I was still got into college. So then that kind of started to like, why the fuck I got to do everybody? You need a 3.5. Shut the fuck up. I just <laughs> got into college with a 2.0. No, because there's people who had worse, the worst fucking grades, but their counselor was like, I'll fucking look out for you kind of thing. And they yeah. graduated. And it's like, you shouldn't have fucking let them graduate. You shouldn't but, have let them. We had a 100% graduation rate. We should not have had that. It should have been more like 60. 
then that's mainly why the counselors do it i think is the percentage like the the graduation rate like they want to keep that shit high yeah our principal got in trouble because they found out that she did that some years later because somebody was like because my aunt is the principal she said i don't know how y'all got a hundred percent graduation rate i know y'all numbers Y'all fucking dumb. <laughs> no, yeah. I, y'all are stupid. My mom <laughs> used to work at the school. Her husband used to be a teacher. He was my history teacher one year. That's cool. No, it wasn't. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was terrible. <laughs> Absolutely awful. <laughs> but if you met my uncle, you'd be like, oh, okay. I can. He's not a cool uncle. What kind of uncle? He's like a discipline. He's like a father uh... figure uncle. Like, I look up to him. As a father figure, but he's not, like, cool. I wouldn't, like, confide in him or anything oh, okay. like that. But, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, he is a pastor. Now? Yeah. So. You'll go to D.C. one day and be like, wow, Dude. you're really black. <laughs> you're gonna find out when I go to DC. I'm so excited because it's for sure. It's inevitable for you. It just to... want to see eighty thousand versions of the Mallory Brothers. That's what you want. That's see. what I want. The Mallory Brothers. I want to like be you're in your be, circle. You're gonna be. I'm even. My speech even changes. Yeah. Like my whole demeanor. I want to be in your circle and just listen and laugh my ass off. It's gonna be like a Migo song. <laughs> going on you're gonna be like what are you guys saying like i've had to change my vocabulary over the past 10 years so when i've met your sister i she i don't i we were talking too different she said hella and i was like what the fuck is the hella mendelin yeah <laughs> and she i called it remember i told you i call it valley talk i was like you talk like a a person from the like movie. a phoenician i couldn't think of any other like yeah, because that was my reference to West Coast was movies. Everything about <laughs> you guys was Friday. Blood in, blood out. Blood, blood, no, not that. All the black Three West Ninjas. Coast movies. Three Ninjas. So, like, white suburban Cali- uh, Encino Man. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what's the shit? Bring it on. Mm-hmm. I thought that's what... I really thought that's how all of... And I, I, don't get me wrong. Oof. I'm actually pretty damn close. I'm, it's not too far off, honestly. Like, even just with, like, fucking uh, Chico and them, I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a fucking, like, real scenario that could actually... Hey, f- hey fucker. <laughs> that's a real scenario that could happen in Phoenix, Arizona. Like, imagine Chica going out and attacking Reggie's kid. Yes! Exactly. That's, like... And then you or you or Chris comes out. Hey, Chica, get your stupid ass over here. That could really fucking happen in this. Like, when me and Chris used to sit outside smoking and on the west side on 35th and Thomas and like helicopters flying overhead and shit. And like, you just hear, you just hear somebody fucking letting off. Just fucking dumping. Because you don't hear that in D.C. Because I'm like, doing drive-bys, you can't get away. Where you going to go? Here, you got a Here, fucking... Here, you got grids. Seven miles straight. Just, just go straight go. down, Thomas. You're just, fucking you're set. You're fucking done, son. You're gone. You're never going to catch you. <laughs> you just... Gah, 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 or you gah. could go north, go down 35th. You're fucking set. You're fucking good. So, like, all, when I talked to her, I was like, you talk like... Bring it on, girls. Hey, fucker. She didn't know what I meant, but then she would say, that's how I knew she wasn't white, 
Because mm-hmm. she would say something Bring and it, it was on. like I'm fucking <laughs> and it was something like she would say something like like tortilla. And she like tortilla. Tortilla. And, and yeah, and I'd be like Oh, or that uh, What are you? That's when I, I was like, "What are you, dude?" There's so many words. It's funny that you bring that. There's so many words that it's just like I have to say it with an accent. Yeah. Like I always say, Carolina is Carolina, yeah, because of the fucking restaurant. And everybody's like, like that's why I know I'm not from here. People are like, why are you saying that like that? They're like, <laughs> what fucking Tempe? They're like, no Tempe. That's why I used to say I used people to like, when people say Tempe or Prescott. No, it's Prescott. And it's Tempe. Temp, well, they definitely say Prescott here. Fuck Prescott. It's Prescott. If you find out why they say Prescott, I'm going to call it Prescott too. It has to do with British people. <laughs> and it's called Prescott. More power or, or the You know what? Uh, you know why they call it Prescott? I'm going to tell you. I looked this up. The reason why they call it Prescott is because Prescott was a British name of uh, a colonel who tried to take over. And they fought back, and they said, nah, fuck you. Fuck. This, this, they go deep into Prescott. So it's Prescott up in this bitch. West side. <laughs> West Prescott. West Prescott all day. Jimbo, what's up? But, um, oh, uh, how much, where are we at right now? I have one more question I want to ask you guys. You can, we, you said two hours. What are we at, 29? No, we at uh, one thirty. So you got about 30 minutes if you want. Let's go to 40. Let's do 40. Oh, and we, we have an intro. We were doing warm-ups, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we yeah. had, like, a good five minutes. There's a, yeah. Let's yeah. do, let's let's start trying to wrap up at, like, 43, 44. All right, cool, cool, cool. So you want to do, like, another 15? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do 15 All more right. minutes. But uh, what I want to ask you guys, because I, uh, I was just at Zia the other day. I bought three movies, and one of them was ATL, of course. Because I don't have that on Blu-ray. I don't know how. Great purchase. I have it also on Blu-ray. I don't know how I've gone this long without ATL. <laughs> but I got ATL. <laughs> and I want to... You're laughing because she's like, he does. I have it on Blu-ray. No, that was like your badge of honor. <laughs> that's, your verif- that's your verification. Verification, like... You really love like- T.I.? It was like, uh, like, tell me that you're 30 years old (laughs) without telling me that you're 30 years old. I got ATL on (laughs) Blu-ray. I'm gonna make that an interest to one of my parties. (laughs) Do parties like that? Be like, show me your such and such without such and such, and that's the theme to the party. We gotta actually pretty. We gotta do that. We gotta fucking do that. Bleep that all out so people don't take. That's mine. (laughs) But um, that's ours. I got a question to ask you, both of you. Since you guys are, this is a whole different generation. So I'm trying to P think. Time, don't ask it yet. Pee break. Pee break. What is you it? I do. I need to think of the movies. Good thing you braked. So uh, here's four movies, and one has to go, and one has to never exist ever again. So one is Stomp the Yard, Roll Bounce, You Got Served, and Drumline. You killed me just now. <laughs> You killed me just now. You, the first one you said, I was like, this nigga got me fucked up. Damn, say them again. Every single one of those movies is... Shaped me as a... <laughs> the person that she met was those four movies put together. <laughs> Every person that... The person that she met is those movies put together. So here we go. You got served. <laughs> 
stop the yard. <laughs> you got served, stop the yard, drum line, and uh, roll bounce. Roll bounce can go. Roll bounce Just can like go. that? Star-studded cast. Star-studded cast, but it gots to go. Yeah, I don't think any any of those four. Culturally? Yeah. Especially as any black person, I, I bet you, I'm not going to say any, I'm not, black people are not monolithic, but I will say I bet you roll bounce can go simply because. Bow wow. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. They'll be like, get that nigga <laughs> out of here. <laughs> but Stomp the Yard is too many quotable Dude. moments. How many times have we seen something? People, <laughs> crumping, <laughs> crumping. This was at the tail end of crumping too, when it was starting to like. And they're like, "Oh, it's dying down." But then, stomp the yard comes then, out. I was like, "Oh, that shit's back." They mixed it in as again as a black person. Uh, that Greek life is a yeah. big part of HBCU experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm eventually going to pledge. Like, like it's just I feel like it's something that my uncle, my stepfather. A lot of the men I looked up to, they're all a part of some type of black Greek organization. Mm-hmm. So that movie was like that, but for young people. Because the only ones I ever knew were like older ones, older mm-hmm. Q-Dolls or older uh, Kappas or older Alphas. Mm-hmm. But then you see this movie and they're like doing our dance steps and doing our stuff. And you're like, damn. And then Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. Because that's how they got you. So they gave you the oop-de-whoop every single time. Starring Chris Brown. Dead Boom. the first five minutes. <laughs> this nigga dead the first five <laughs> minutes. Another fucking moment in your life where you're like, what the fuck? That's it? And, like, and, <laughs> like, and then Nelly. And then Nelly's in it. Nelly? Not Nelly. Neo. Yes, yes, the yes. Fuck? I was like, Nelly? You're like, when? I was like, yeah, oh, like stop. That's... Fucking uh, longest yard. That's right. That's, That's right. Nelly. Where he was fucking. He was the running back. I don't need no shoes, boss. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never had none anyway. Fucking oh my god! I forgot he was in that movie. We were just talking about longest yard before Adam I got here. Sandler. That's right. Made you cry again. When Chris Rock. Oh my god. That That's cr- the that scene cr- I see in my head. That Chris Rock scene? I was trying scene? to think of a scene where he's sitting there, his eyes are welling up, mm-hmm. and he's rocking back. He does that very well, that, like, I'm trying to hold back my emotions, like, unsettled look. Mm-hmm. That scene, when he's, like, looking off into the distance, he's like, mm-hmm. I got you. And I'm the reason why I brought up those four movies is because I was on my... What do you call it? Like not social justice warriors, but it has to do with that kind of that kind of shit. I was thinking about uh, representation in film, kind of thing about Mexican people and black people, just colored people in general, in movies. And I was thinking about like black representation in movies, and then I was in my own head about it, just thinking about like all these fucking because I was thinking about Judas and the Black Messiah and how people are calling it you know black cinema and fucking great and it's just like but it's about not it's not a fr- it's american history it's american history but it's like oh yeah let's make a movie about fred hampton kind of thing but no let's make the movie about the fucking rat that got him assassinated kind of thing mm-hmm. and 
Like when you just think about all these movies that people consider like black cinema, mm-hmm. it's all shit that reminds you that you're black. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's no because you think of movies as like an escape from reality. That's a good point. But all these fucking movies. Because you don't hear like what's the movie? Uh, Grown Up with Marseille from Blackish. The twin, so where she be? She's a little girl, where Regina King becomes a little girl. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I must say, like Jesus Christ, how much? Oh, do I have to say? Tiffany. I was like, I don't know how else. It's to not know. Tiffany Haddish, is no. it? No, but it's the movie where Regina Hall becomes a little girl. That's and not it, Tiffany Haddish. No, Regina Hall is. I know what movie you're talking about. It's I thought little, little. I thought that was <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. I say grown up. <laughs> I was like Chris Rock, like that's, that's black representation. Like grown up. I didn't say ups. I said grown up. Or or Chris, that's two it's different. Still wrong. It's still wrong, but it's not grown up. It's not the same movie. But what up? Alien and Aliens are not the same movie. That's facts. That's facts. <laughs> gotcha. That's a good ass point. Gotcha. But what I but I was just thinking about like when people think about black cinema, like a great black movie. It's either a comedy or a, a tragedy. There's no like, and usually the comedy stems from tragedy, mm-hmm. like like coming to America. All the nights coming to what's coming to America is actually that's why people were saying that was the original Wakanda because he never became like a nigga. Quote, I don't hate this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. You know, but I'm gonna say that for the black people who may listen to this, mm-hmm. that was the first movie you saw where somebody. And the Chris Rock, if you understand, that's maybe like an older joke. He wasn't a nigga. He was a black dude. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't black. He was African. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah. For another time. <laughs> yeah well, next but, episode. We'll yeah. Do it. But it was good to see. Or actually, not even that. Mr. McDowell. He was a, a black man who worked his way up. And mm-hmm. she was a princess in her own right. Mm-hmm. That he was like, I just want the best for you. For whoever comes along as your suitor, mm-hmm. there was barely any black person in that movie. You were like, mm-hmm. like uh, what's his uh, John Singleton? When you think about Boys in the Hood, it's a great movie, but it's like not an escape. There's but no there was there was the reason why that was different is because he humanized all of those people, mm-hmm. even Doughboy. He humanized him. Mm-hmm. You saw the way his mom treated him, and it showed you. That that lack of love is more what than impacts, caused yeah. him to be who. Yeah, that's he what was. I'm saying. Like it's a, fancy, a it's a masterpiece movie. of a movie. John Singleton puts you in the black experience, and to me, even as a black person, made you like not shy away from it. He made it palatable. Mm-hmm. Baby boy, like I love the. Uh... The de- the small de- like I fucking did research on John Singleton about the whole making of Boys in the Hood and shit and how John Singleton w- always even though he was this fucking black kid in Hollywood trying to make a movie and all these producers and fucking production companies wanted to have control of it but he was like no he was this fucking young ass kid trying to make a movie but he was like no I'm gonna do it I'm going to do this and like. Just uh, he didn't want anyone else touching it, and which he fucking did. And so, the like the small details in the movie, like you said, the fucking mom 
like impacting Doughboy's life. And when Ricky got shot, you know how he's a football player. Mm-hmm. He gets shot in the legs, and you're like, "Oh fuck, he's not gonna be able to play football." And then he gets shot in the back, and you're like, "Oh fuck, he's gonna die." The fact that you said that made me realize that we're conditioned as people of color to be sad about the fact that you can't like play sports because mm-hmm. he got hit in the leg and because there was, like, there, was the two, there was the two there was the two shots yeah he gets... you saw his life in twice that's what that that's what those two shots did you're like the first shot is like he's never leaving the hood now like that's his life like you said like that's his life ending he's never and he couldn't go to the army if he wanted to or go and play football like he's he done to. but and then he gets shot in the back and you're like oh, oh he's, he's dead the hood got you twice. Damn, even you saying that, I didn't even realize that till you just said. It's that, like it those like, little, like I, that's why I the again I say like Boys in the Hood. It's a fucking masterpiece of a movie, but I'm just you know. And he's and, they, and then he even gives you the revenge that you think you wanted, mm-hmm. and that doesn't feel as. Good it's just as like you thought it did. This is what it is, kind of thing. It's black on black crime. Like there's no. You wanted him to go get the dude who shot Ricky, and he did, and it was like. Even in the movie, but you know, now there's didn't do nothing. Yeah, it didn't bring Ricky back. It didn't make Trey feel any better. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's it's just such a fucking little things that make a good movie. And like, why I bring all this up? They're just like about colored people. Like, even when we think about like Chicano people or Mexican people, which I mainly focus on, like Chicano people, because that's what we are. And it's like, it's the fucking gangsters, or it's the fucking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're either a cholo. Or, or you're fucking, into cars, mm-hmm. or you're the mechanic, or some shit. Or if you're Mexican. Where, where are the regular working Mexicans? Where's the regular, like Michael Pena? But he's a comedian. He's a comedy actor. You know what I mean? Is he? I, think he's I mean, my, and if, but if you watch End of Watch, yeah. great. That movie alone lets you... And he even has other movies. I think we forget that he's in because he's yeah. serious. But but the thing movies. is, like he's serious. But you watch this uh, Cesar Chavez movie, that shit fucking sucks. That's a terrible movie. You know what I mean? Like, I think that story is boring. Like in in Roma, Roma is a great movie. It's on Netflix, but it's a, about a Mexican you know housekeeper. It's mm-hmm. like what the fuck? Like where's our like uh, either for black people or for brown people, like where's our inception? Where's our you know taxi? Mm-hmm. Where's our fucking masterpiece of like put it up there? But you know people put up. But that that lends itself. We have it's not Tenant is our inception. I guess that's fucking say. great movie. I've yeah. never seen it, but the lead is a black actor. Mm-hmm. But like you said, we don't consider that black cinema because it doesn't portray. Because it's a British movie. Well, it technically. doesn't even portray any of our. But no, but cultural. that. But that's still good. Why I would I would rather want that for colored people because that's We're what American. That's what I mean. Is is I don't want to watch a movie about Chicano people and be reminded that I'm Chicano mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like or like, say for black people, like I'm sure you don't want to watch a movie and just be reminded that you're black. Use it. It's crazy because I think they were just talking about this on Flagrant Two, and he was saying movies where it's not the device is just a part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like 
crazy rich Asians. They use that as an example. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of Asian people actually hated that movie because it lends to some stereotype that all Asian people have money or something. But for me, as a person who's only ex- experiences with Filipino people, that was cool to see that movie. I was mm. like, okay, if I don't know if that's real or not, but for people who maybe are like me who kind of just look into it more, did some research, mm-hmm. you know? But I kind of see what you're... It's hard to say I don't want to see that. It's hard to say I don't want to like, be reminded that I'm black. Because there's... Yeah, because it's like watching... You know brown people who forgot that they're brown. Mm-hmm. Somebody yeah, there's people who, who don't... Who has that joke? Oh, uh, fuck. I don't know if it's my boy Lyle... Or if it's another comedian, and he said Mexicans make fifty thousand dollars a year and they instantly become Republicans, they'd be like, "Fuck that! You're not taking my mm. money, fool!" Like you're not. Mm. And like when it comes to even like comedians, like the fucking shit, the shit I'm so tired of is all Mexican com- Mexican comedians or all Mexican humor in general is. Mexican people do it like this, and white people do it like this. It's like, that shit's so torn, like George Lopez, and fucking, that's all I can fucking think about. Well, now what's happening is that you realize white people aren't monolithic. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody pointed out, they said, this is the white community's first time recognizing that you're white. Mm -hmm. You start to realize amongst yourselves, like, oh, we don't all agree, like, yeah. We don't all think the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what all cinema is realizing. But it's still what I was just, you know, it's just a fucking thought that I was literally getting stuck in my own head about for the past few days is like fucking like all these. When you think about Mexican people in, in movies or black people in movies, it's like either a fucking comedy where it's not taken seriously or it's a serious movie, but it's about tragedy. Someone mm-hmm. gets killed or it's like, like I said, you get reminded, like, oh, fuck. Because how I, like I said, you, you view movies. It's supposed to be something that's, like, supposed to take you out of this world kind of thing. So that's all I wanted to say. We'll talk about it later. But, yeah. So let's just end it right here. First episode in the books. Peace.